Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. rapidly becoming a rare species here we're talking about football fridays not too many of these babies left so we gotta savor them while they still exist and today is one of our final football fridays welcome to the two guys at a mic show talkzone.com happy holidays merry christmas kwanzaa hanukkah whatever it might be we hope everybody is enjoying a wonderful holiday season friday edition of the two guys at a mic show the big dog and the coach delivering your Internet, holiday present, via the communication airwaves. What the hell am I talking about? Oh, goodness, he's not in studio, but he's the next best thing. He's checking in via his telecommunicative phone lines out in Aurora, Illinois. A man who really needs no introduction, so that's what we're going to do. Give him no introduction. It's my good friend, the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Big dog, how are you? Well, didn't you just give an introduction right there? Eh, don't complicate matters, please. Well, it's good to be here, Coach, honestly. <laughs> do we only have, uh, I love Football Fridays. I do. I, I love Football Fridays. It's funny because we play Beat the Schmoes yes. on the show. Yep. You know, and typically I spend the 9 to 10 a.m. hour browsing the Internet, looking for goofy stories, uh, returning emails of people sending me goofy stories. More, you know, more accurately, the 9.44 to 9.48 time-minute period, but go ahead. Well, that maybe, but you know, typically, you know, on Friday, I'll look at the college football games, go through it about, and about 30 seconds later, I've got my three games. I gotta tell you something, there's only 16 pro football games this week. I don't know how you guys can pick pro. You know, what's funny is during the playoffs, I've done very well over the years doing play and beat the schmoes. But uh, oh my goodness, these pro football games, I don't know how people can pick them. Well, Honestly, Coach. You know, for me, it goes week to week. And it's uh, some weeks I've got like five or six games that I really have a good feel for. Uh, you know, I don't overanalyze. I go kind of on hunch and on feel. But, uh, and then some weeks I can't find one or two. This is one of these weeks where I agree with you. I didn't see too many games. Now, there's a lot of really intriguing games as far as interest in watching and playoff implications. So that's not the problem. But as far as having a hunch on which point spreads and which teams might beat the spread, I agree with you. Very difficult week. Yes. What I normally do is I go through, look at all the home teams and see which ones are underdogs and which ones are willing to come up with a surprise that nobody expects. Is that usually where you, where I find like value and stuff? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I look for quarterbacks, all that other stuff matches. But yeah, to, again, today I'm like, I was looking for Division Three football games to see if there was any other matchups for me to find. I couldn't find any. Yeah, you do hang find. your hat among other, uh, Articles of clothing on the collegiate football, so that's not that's not going to work this particular week. You're going to have to venture. I have one game, and it's a lock. Yep. It's a guaranteed lock. Yeah, I don't know week. you're going with Southern Miss on that one. We'll play uh-huh. Beat the Schmoes later in the show. You can jump in at any point, make your picks against the uh, big dog, the coach, producer David Olson. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We play Beat the Schmoes here on the Two Guys in a Mic show. We've been doing it for the last 10 years, including our previous radio show. 888-463-6748 is the phone number, 888-463-6748. Big dog, one little trick, and David Olson, I hope now, because you're still, you know, this is only your second year. So, you know, we broke you in. 
Last year as a novice uh, beat the schmo, you're on your second year, so be gentle with him, big dog. He's still fairly new to it, but I did notice a lot of the seven-and-a-half-point spreads. And big dog, correct me if I'm wrong, that half a point, especially at seven-and-a-half, that, that's a killer right there. When you see three-and-a-half or seven-and-a-half, yep. you know somebody is just trying to get you to do something stupid. Yep, the old hook and ladder. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're trying to get you to do something stupid. I would rather – if you think a team's going to beat somebody by seven, you should think they're going to beat them by eight also. That's, that should never have changed. If you really like a game and you and a half a point is added to you and all of a sudden you don't like it anymore, you mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have bet on it in the first place. Okay, well, I follow, in two of my three picks I followed your advice because I've taken both the seven-and-a-half-point favorites, but I did worry about that half a point, but you're here to tell me and – all the uh, educated and adoring thong, uh, fans out there listening to the Big Dog right now, that if you think they're going to win by seven, don't worry so much about the seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, okay. honestly, because what ended up happening was, okay, so all week you like that seven, all of a sudden Sunday morning you wake up and you're about to call veto and you find out it's seven and a half. Well, the reason why it went up to seven and a half <laughs> is it's probably because it was going to go through, so you might as well just pull the trigger and bet on it, honestly. Yeah. And just and I know these people. Oh, I'm getting an extra half a point. No, now I'm going to bet on it. Well, guess what? There's a reason why some guy named uh, Paulie Ten Fingers actually <laughs> bet on it because he's never lost any fingers yet because he puts the smart money late. That's it's seriously. So at the last second, when people are like, "Oh, I'm getting an extra point. I'm going to take the, the Buccaneers." Well, the Buccaneers suck. They're going to get killed. <laughs> Somebody just dropped ten million dollars on against the Buccaneers that morning for a reason. Honestly, Coach, that would. That, that's like, without question, when I was gambling when I was 21, I didn't know that and lost much money. By the time I was 31, realized that and was no longer losing money on those stupid little tricks that the bookies mm-hmm. planned. Solid advice from the big dog out there again. Educational, if not informational, the two guys in a mic show. Thank goodness, big dog, I, I've never known a Pauly or a Vito. I wouldn't know where to go if I actually wanted to put money, but I do think, you know how they say alcoholics, um, you know, once you take your first drink, if you're a true alcoholic, you could be addicted. I got a feeling I've got a latent sports gambling gene where if I did know a Vito or a Pauly and I got hooked a little bit, I might head down the wrong path. So thank goodness I haven't come across Vito, Pauly, or anybody else yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you, Coach. I think you have a little bit more self control than you think because you gamble you you gamble on horses, and if you wanted to, you can seven days a week you can gamble on twenty four seven. Right now, you can gamble on horse somewhere in the world. Right now, coach, yep. I don't, I don't, I don't. I would say you probably have more self control than you're giving yourself credit for. I appreciate that. Thank you. But pretty much every day, I drive by a place called Lucky Magee's. Just a huge, huge place in uh, Morton Grove, Nile, somewhere around there. And I went in there once with the Pigskin Boy, as a matter of fact, who's uh-huh. a regular there, and he kind of showed me the ropes. And I was worried, yeah, one time maybe I might get hooked on it, but. Uh, and there's people in there, like you said, there'll, there'll be people in there on Christmas Eve. Yes. Betting on, you know, the aqueduct out in, in California on some horse they never heard of. That that yeah. qualifies as a true sickness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and trust me, there's horse races going on right now in Thailand and Australia. <laughs> they go on 24 hours a day. <laughs> and down so, on the stretch they come. There, oh, there's, always, there's always a time for you to be losing money. And did you enjoy yourself with pigskin that day? Uh, Did no. you enjoy yourself with them? Nah, not that much. Okay, well, maybe, there you go. If you really would have enjoyed yourself <laughs> and still didn't go back, then yeah, 
then you know, then uh, I would really be proud of you. Maybe you, maybe you are an addict, and I don't know it. Yeah, I don't think it was that good. I don't know if I'd go back for a second time, but uh, it's outstanding. It's outstanding. It's a lot of fun, and uh, you know, beat the schmoes. That's the beauty of it. It's a harmless game, right? We play it for yeah. pride. We play it for joy. You know, we give a little bit of a cash prize at the end to anybody that has beaten the schmoes. And by the way, there's only. What are we, 14, 15 weeks into it? Because 14 of pro football, and then we had that first week of college football. So 15 weeks of beat the schmoes, and I think only three weeks has anyone beaten the schmoes, Big Doug. So we're, we're doing pretty good. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. Thank it, goodness, it, by I'm, the way, the tie goes to the dealer. Cause well, we, that's the, the, well, we're giving away free money. It doesn't cost anybody anything, so I think that's a fair deal, Coach. I would think so. I would think so. But you got some uh, big picks for us today. I didn't have the pressure, by the way. Now, you've got five consecutive winning weeks, so there's a little bit of pressure on you. You're on a roll, but, and I told him this before the show, producer extraordinaire David Olson, who's had a phenomenal season, all of a sudden the noose, not majorly tightening, big dog, but a little bit of tightening because, you know, two losing win, uh, weeks in a row, needs to bounce back here to keep the feel good going, would you say? Uh, no, I would, this year has been so phenomenal that uh, as long as he finishes above six, 60% for the regular season, the playoffs are a whole new deal. The playoffs are a whole new deal. He's got two more weeks. If he can go three and three over the next two weeks, mm-hmm. I think he's fine going into the okay. playoffs. Because his percentage is just so ridiculous. Yeah. If he goes two and four going into the playoffs, That's... then all of a sudden the playoffs mean a lot. Of you. Then, you, then the news tightens. Because by then <laughs> I may have passed him for the best league. For the best record this year, because I'm only a game and a half behind them. I love talking seriously about beat the schmoes, but that, that that's what I was talking about, is that you would hate to have one of the, truly, in the 10 years we've been doing it, one of the greatest regular season runs of all time, and if you finish it off, now two weeks losing, you know, no problem if you bounce back, but if he were to go two and four, God forbid one for five, or the tsunami at 0 and 6, it, it could, to some extent, wipe out one of the great regular seasons of all time, so that's why I feel the Pressure is a little bit on producer David Olson, who's about to cut my microphone. You might be doing this show solo in about 10 seconds, Big Dog. I'm also going to say this, that if for some reason that happened, uh, Marvin Lewis will definitely be fired in Cincinnati because he's ridden the Bengals so hard this year that would have to mean the Bengals got blown out twice. (laughs) We'll see if David goes for the Cincinnati. I thought about taking the Bengals this week. We'll see. But you know what? Schmoes or otherwise, picks or other, there are some great games. One game I did not. Uh, pick out yesterday when I looked through it, but then perusing through today, I said, wow, this could be the game of the weekend, and that is the Oakland Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is one of the great old AFL rivalries, Big Dog, and yeah. you know, mediocrity reigns supreme in the AFC West. You can criticize it all you want. Bottom line is, the Chiefs coming off an upset over the Green Bay Packers, a shot, believe it or not, at making the playoffs. Oakland still fighting for their life. I think this could be a great game. Raiders at Kansas City. Your thought? Coach, my whole entire life, Kansas City, Oakland was must must watch television yep. up to about the last six years. Yep. Because up until the last six years, both of those organizations have been winning solid organizations with the hatred for each other. So it's cool to see uh, the Chief Raider rivalry back because there's just something about those two classic uniforms clashing. And let's let's face it, all these teams in the West have a chance at the division title in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. And we got Romeo Cromel. Taking over for the Chiefs, so there's like a even though they've had a real disappointing season and they have the biggest long shot to get in, 
the, the players really seem to like the guys. So there's there's going to be some passion. That's... And Hugh Jackson, this is this. Hugh Jackson is one of my favorite coaches in the NFL right now, the guy coaching the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I love them because their game plan each and every week offensively is totally different. It's not like, uh, it's not boring, whatever the, it's going to be a good game. You picked out a good one, coach. On Sunday, that's the, that's the, or Saturday, excuse me. I don't know that's if you're, you're, uh, oh, that's a Saturday game. Thank you for reminding uh-huh. me. That's a, I don't know if it's your beat the schmo football pick, but give me, and I went back and forth on this one. It's definitely not my beat the schmo pick because it's too hard to predict, but, uh, it is. Yeah, I kind of went back and forth on this one because you, you mentioned it, the brand new coach now, Kansas City, a little emotional role, but Oakland loves their coach too. They've had an up and down season, but they can still make the playoff. They're going to be fighting for their life. Any gut feeling on which way this particular AFL clash might go? Okay, my gut is leaning towards Kansas City, but I really want the Raiders to win the AFC West this year for Al Davis. So that, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like looking at these games, and I like the teams that I want to win are going against the teams that I think are going to win. It's very difficult. I don't like making picks like that because I don't want to pick games and root against what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense to what just what I just said to you, it's just one of those games. I really do think it's a coin flip. So I'll take the okay. points in this game, and I do believe the Chiefs are two and a half point favorites at the Raiders. Surprising that the Chiefs are favored by two. Okay, I will. Yeah. I will just take the Raiders and the points in that yeah. one. And I know it's only two, but this game could easily be seventeen sixteen, Coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> easily, I'm not kidding. This should be a great game. All right. And I always worry when your gut is leaning one way or another because uh, you know. Yeah, I like the Chiefs. Honestly, I do think the Chiefs should win this game. Even though I want the Raiders to win, so that's why I'm not making a pick on it. I'm more worried about your gut. You know, back in the day, you used to have the six-pack abs, but uh, you let yourself go at least a little bit. So when your gut is leaning one way, that can uh, that can tilt you over a little bit. No, Although so you're still you came in the studio, you're still in pretty good shape, just not quite in the tip-top six-pack six-pack abs shape that you used to be. Yeah, I, I, there was a point where I was like under like nine percent body fat, which was ridiculous. Now I'm like around eighteen. But there's no joke, Coach. I bought the shake weight the other day. Do you know what I'm talking about, the shake weight? Oh, yes. It Did you buy that off the air? Uh... All the stuff that makes you look like you're doing something that is a little bit yeah, odd. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, insert your joke here, all the questionable things. Did you buy it straight from the infomercial? or? No, I went to seen as seen on TV. You know that place in the malls that they have, as seen on TV? And you go in there and they have all <laughs> like the... You know, they got, like, the I, ceramic knives and all that stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> the amazing Ginsu knife that cuts hands, ears, fingers, toes, ears. Uh, no, I, I have uh, – I know I've seen it advertised, but I haven't been in a shopping mall in a long time. So, Well, I, I've been I've been trying to build up, like, an arsenal of workout equipment down in my den, which is half a uh, football layer, half trying to get my six-pack ab layer. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I added the shake weight to it, Coach. And I know <laughs> if everybody wants a joke – Go YouTube, Shake Weight, SNL. Because there's Saturday Night Live, Mock. <laughs> Have you seen it, Coach? No, I'm writing it down. i got to check that out, though. It, 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 I can just imagine. That is the funniest thing I've told you to see. So it's a mock. It's a commercial. It's a commercial for an ad <laughs> to purchase the actual commercial. Uh-huh. You get what I'm getting at? Yes. It's good. It's really good. The idea is <laughs> what? We have a rule in the house that if anybody is home, if you're going to exercise with the shake weight, you have to go into the bathroom by yourself and exercise with it. I'm not kidding. We have to do it. Oh, so is it uh, as good as advertised? And I'm talking about the exercise part of the shake weight, or is it bogus no, like so many? Though, even though I'm not in as good a shape as I used to be, Coach, I still work out pretty much every day, mm-hmm. and I stay in pretty good shape. So when I 
my first workout yesterday with the shake weight, I was shocked how how hard it was. <laughs> like you can only do like Where? a motion for like thirty seconds before it gets excruciating. But I did have the I did buy the man blaster shake weight, it's the fifty five pound version. <laughs> I'm not kidding, I bought the big 55 one. Fifty five pounds. Sixty five pounds. Holy mackerel, the man blaster. What do they charge you? An extra twenty nine ninety nine for that? No, it was only twenty nine ninety nine as in the actual store that's called as seen on TV, which is in the Fox Valley Mall, uh, which is ten dollars cheaper than it normally is. So I would, you have no idea. I'm going back in there as soon as I start working the back of summer, and I get like a hundred dollar tip from some woman that didn't fall into the river. Mm-hmm. I'm going back into as seen on TV because there's about a hundred products that I need to get. Coach. I was, I was not you know, aware like, that they. I, you know oh. when you're late night and you're you're kind of buzzed and you're watching television yes. and they come up with those awesome commercials. Oh, they're, they're and you're like, Man, if I had my credit card on me and it didn't have to get off the couch, I would buy that. Yep. Well, when you walk in there, they're everywhere and all those commercials just come back to you, coach, and you're like in heaven. I'm not kidding. I've you. never seen an as seen on TV booth. I'm assuming they're right. It's not like a store, but they're right in the middle no, of no, the. No, no, it's uh... a store. It's in the Fox Valley Mall. It's right there at Carson Perry Scott. It's a massive store just lined with products for your pets. You know, you know those chemical, those those Kamiko footwear oh, wow. pads that you put on it. Oh, I love those things. Yeah. Oh, they got those in there for ten bucks. Wow. Let me know if you ever hear if Ron Popeil is making a guest speaking appearance at one of those places. I'd love to go listen to him, David. I know we're uh, already scheduling our guests for the 2012 year. Laugh track, please. Uh, I would top five guests I want for 2012. If you can get a hold of Ron Popeil. I would love to talk to him. The Popeil Pocket Fisherman, Big Dog, one of the great products of all time. Yeah, that, that, the, the Pocket Fisherman <laughs> will be in that particular store, like back in the, the antique section, and they have those classic uh, as seen on TV section. I'm not kidding. They got the classic section, Coach, I'm sure it's in there. What's the name of the screamer? This thing was pretty good for everybody. What's the name of the Billy, whatever, you know, the streamer? Yes. Well, I'm not kidding you. Rev and I walked in that store. There was like five different people I heard uh, making fun of him, like, like, legitimately, because it's so massive, there's, like, people walking around, and half the people in there were acting like he was, they were that guy screaming. How it many times have you stuff. almost bought one of those CDs? You ever listen to, like, um, sometimes it's public television. Channel 11 will have one of those, you know, they're, if you contribute money to, you know, Channel 11, you can get yeah. this incredible CD, and they start playing the hits from the artist. So mm-hmm. many times. I think a couple of times I actually purchased, but is a product like that available as seen on TV? I did not see any type of CDs whatsoever ah. available in there. And anybody who had purchased those that particular thing is kind of, you shouldn't really do it because all you need to do is uh, fast record that all those uh, songs that go by. Mm-hmm. Okay, write them down. Okay, then go to the internet and for ninety nine cents purchase all of them and download them into your iPod. See, I don't have an iPod yet, though, so that wouldn't work. So download them into whatever you need to download them in. Yeah, just, and... just download them into your computer and play them from there, coach. Me and downloading don't go get along too well. I'm still working on the old-fashioned CD player, thirty nine ninety nine available from, I believe I got it at Kmart. Thank you very much. Don't be afraid of what you don't understand, because I was you not long ago. Wow. Is that the words to a song, or is that just uh, off-the-cuff philosophy? Yeah, I, yeah, I like that. Uh, don't no, say I wouldn't that say off-the-cuff philosophy. I would say on-the-toilet philosophy. What? But that, that's this could be a title of a book, start of a, a hit song. Don't say that again. Don't be afraid of what you don't of understand. What you don't understand. And then I said something else after that. Yes, you did. That was the two of them combined were outstanding. Don't be afraid of what you don't understand. What did he say after that, David? 
Thank goodness our show is archived. I might have to, for the first time in a long time, Big Dog, I might have to listen back to this show. Well, I'm sorry that, was, that I don't remember what I said. You're going to have to do that for yourself. So that was some really solid wisdom and, and uh, wisdom and philosophy. Well, all right, so it's good. So if you have a little bit of a slow uh, holiday season, uh, I'm sure you and the shake weight can spend some quality time together. <laughs> let me know how that goes. I'll talk to you next on Thursday, by the way. Monday we will be off air. It'll be a replay show. Tuesday oh, really? and Wednesday, Big Dog, you will be working with Mike Moreau and Rusty Silbar. I don't know if I can work with Silbar, Coach. <laughs> what do you? I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna, I'm going to have to reconsider about that. Now, are they both going to be in studio? They will both be in the studio. Mike one day, Rusty the, the other day. I know they're both anxiously looking forward to uh, holding hands oh. with you in a radio show. Oh, so it's me with just one of them? Yes. Oh, okay. I, if it was going to be them, both of them in studio, I would just let no, them do the show. No, no, okay. I wouldn't let that. That'd be like fire and ice, uh, the two of them together. I don't think the two of them have ever met. We don't like our, our fill-in hosts. We don't actually like them to get to know each other. Because if they do, they can actually start to you know work against us. I, it that, works. Would, that would be called conspire, Coach. Yes. 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 So we, we keep it. Uh, if we keep them separate, they you know they can't overcome us, Big Dog. Although Michael Moreau has threatened to bring a guest host in along with him. So I'm trying Even to though that. we're allowed to collude, they're not allowed to conspire. That's exactly right. Okay, good. That's, I like that. Now I understand. That's called the home advantage, home okay. team advantage. I won't talk to today. Be a very sad moment in time. I will not talk to you until Thursday. Are you kidding me? We call each other all the time, send emails, well, you know, text messages, IMs. Don't, don't let these people think that we only talk one hour. Uh, I'm five days a week. talking about on air. Eight eight eight. If you want to get a hold of the big dog, talk to him. You can do it uh, at any particular point during the show. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. You want to find out how to purchase a shake weight, or maybe some of the uh, interesting exercise the dog has done with the shake weight, or God forbid, ask us uh, anything actually having to do with sports and some of our predictions and thoughts with the uh, weekend coming. You can do that again. Phone lines open at 888-463-6748. Pete the Schmo's football picks are coming up real quick, dog. Before we get too much into football, let's take care of a little business of the basketball variety. One of our favorite games of the year last night, the Bragging Rights game. Illinois and Missouri. Missouri wins it for the third consecutive year, but... Pretty entertaining game. Pretty good game. The Bragging Rights, Missouri over Illinois. Coach, Illinois, my team, is nowhere near as good as Missouri. The fact that that game is such a rivalry was the only reason why it was so close. Honestly, Uh, we're going to say that. Nowhere near? I don't know. I don't know if I'd agree with that. I was, I was, what is wrong with Illinois' interior defense? I mean, slide over to help, help somebody out with someone's penetration. And how about this? Why don't you get a defensive rebound? Missouri had at least eight putbacks last night, and in the last two minutes of the game, they had four offensive putbacks. And the, the, the game was decided by basically a possession. So that was pretty big, Coach. I was so upset as Illinois that game. There's two football games going on, and I'm sitting there watching Illinois not uh, help out defensively or rebound. It was not a very – for about an hour, I was extremely frustrated in the house. You must have watched a different part of the game than me because I didn't see too much of the first half. Second half, uh, I listened to and was able to watch a much better performance than the Illinois fight in Atlanta, Missouri. Oh, no, no, yeah, they played much better in the second half, yes. much better. Yeah, so I didn't see the first half, so you saw that part while Missouri was running all over. It was interesting, uh, and again, Missouri uh, beats the Illini before going down the stretch. Big win for the Tigers. Northwestern also lost to Creighton, we should mention. 
Um, driving home last night, Big Dog, I listened to the first half of the second half. And I don't know who the Illinois radio announcer is. I forget who the guy is. But, Brian uh, Barnhart. Still? Brian Barnhart. Brian right? Barnhart. Still. That, hasn't that guy been doing it for like 38 years? No, no. He's only been doing it for about uh, about six or seven years now. And okay. he took over for the guy that was doing it for 100 years. And I can't. I, I can hear the guy's voice as clear as day, even more clearly than I can hear Brian Barnhart yet. I can't think of his name right now. Right, well, Brian uh, Barnhart was getting into it. Very excitable. Obviously an Illinois fan, but I mean, I'm listening on radio. I mean, this is unbelievable. Illinois is making their comeback. Joe Bertrand, a kid that rarely plays in the game, just catches oh, fire. Oh, awesome, Coach. I was cacking the basket. It was great. To, uh, it was just awesome. The guy took over the game, not in terms of dominating the game, just like took over like, hey, Illinois, we need to start attacking. It was awesome. That kid really gave Illinois some energy last night. Yeah, and I'm, like, and I'm in the car just getting totally fired up. A good radio announcer, as well he should do, get me excited about the game, painting the picture all fired up. Then I uh, park. Go inside the house. Now I had the game taped, so I could rewind. And I, and then I, you know, I said, you know what, I got to watch the last. Uh, even though I know what's going to happen down to the, I think I got out of the car with like four minutes left in the line. I had taken the lead by a point. But I told my son uh, Dave is going to watch with me. Let's go to the twelve minute mark just so we can see the big Illinois comeback. And I mean, I got the adrenaline flowing. Big up Brian Barnard's got me fired up all except. And then I turn on the TV and listen to the same eight minutes that I heard on radio. Uh-huh. And we got and we got Bobby Knight analyzing. It. Oh well, Joseph Bertrand that, came that off. That is why. That is why I was so frustrated last night. That, oh. just, I, that is why it just hit me. I cannot sit for two hours and listen to Bobby Knight. Talk about a guy sucking the emotion out of the game. He sounded like a teacher analyzing the game. You know, I don't need a teacher, Bobby. Just you know, give me some emotion and tell me what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Please, it's, the next time ESPN has him on television should be the last. It should be like, we're no longer going to have any association with Bobby Knight. That's the, the, he is horrible, Coach. If it was not Illinois, even Connie was like, dude, did you, you're not watching the game. I'm like, no, I am. Bobby Knight, I just, he just started talking. I had to change the channel. Seriously, it's, I, I wasn't even – that is why I think I was so mad last night watching the end of the game, Coach. Mm-hmm. That's, I think if I was listening to Barnhart to the game, I would have totally – exactly what you just said. The, the guy is a true homer of any sense. He might be the biggest homer I've ever heard do a game is Illinois' Brian Barnhart. Well, I, I just need a, a color announcer, too. Maybe it's just me. Other people probably don't require that. But I love the excitement, the passion, the emotion of the game. That's part of what draws me to sports. I need my color announcer to give me a little bit of that. Now, I know everybody doesn't like Dick Vitale. He's the extreme case. But can well, you no, imagine but... Dick Vitale in that same situation when Illinois is making the comeback? Oh, no, you, yeah, yeah, it would have been phenomenal. Yeah. And, and earlier, by the way, when Missouri was making all these athletic plays and all this stuff, you know, Missouri would make a great steal, break, you know, get a breakaway and a, a great pass and a dunk. You know, and, and Bobby Knight's like, oh, that horrible decision by Man Escalco back here. You know, and I'm like, he's right, he's right. But he showed no emotion. Missouri just made a great play, you know, creates a turnover, and these guys are flying through the air. And you're right, and Bobby Knight's like, oh, Man Escalco. <laughs> Missouri just did some pretty cool, Coach Knight. You know, whatever. You're right, Coach. Yeah. We need no more Bob Knight. Let's yeah. stay positive and just end it on that. Yeah, not going to okay, get that, no though. I think unless he gets a coaching job somewhere, you're going to be stuck with him for the next four or five years. They're not going to fire him. At any rate, Illinois loses the ball game. Uh, Northwestern loses to Ohio State. I think won their game. College basketball uh, pretty soon. 
we're going to start to get into those conference matchups, Big Dog, and that's when we'll start heating up. But um, tough loss for the Illini last night, but still pretty good atmosphere at the Scott, the Scott Trade Center. Yeah, it was. It was a good atmosphere. Great game. <laughs> Don't forget we got Bulls and Lakers. Four o'clock on Sunday, and there is a report. Uh, Big Dog, I don't know if you've talked to the team trainers or the doctors or if you've talked to a female nurse lately, but uh, Kobe Bryant is injured, and I don't know if Kobe's going to play on Sunday. Your thoughts? No, no. He said he's going to play. Kobe will play, and I'm glad he's playing. I have no fear of Kobe Bryant and the Lakers you know, as a Bulls fan, but maybe you know, with a wrist injury? You might want to get that. There's certain injuries in sports and the position you play where you want to make sure they're healed. And if it's his, I don't know if it's his right or his left, but if it's his right wrist, don't you want to make sure that's 100% coach as a shooter? And let's face it, the guy shoots the ball 25 times a game. Yeah, the wrist is overrated in shooting. Oh, come on. I mean, like if it was a shoulder <laughs> or a knee or even as like his, remember he had like the pinky finger that was dislocated. He played all season with it on his shooting hand, mm-hmm. which is, to me, one of the one of the most amazing things I've ever heard. I, I don't know. He's got to make sure he's healthy. Because right. what do the Lakers have besides Gasol? Remember, one of my NBA predictions for this year is the Bulls and the Miami Heat are going to separate themselves from the Eastern Conference, and it's going to be uh, a developing but continually intriguing rivalry. As you've got, I hate to put pressure and jinx the Bulls, but that's just my gut feeling right now. Is you're going to have two powerhouse teams, and as the season goes on. The drama is going to rise on these two teams, and they will meet in the championship. I'm not sure who's going to win, but the Heat and the Bulls are going to become state-of-the-art in the NBA this year, Big Doug, and their final matchup could be a classic. I'll try to do it quick because I have a lot to say about what you just said. First of all, I want pressure on the Bulls because I thought they would be great before last season, if you remember the predictions I made, and I expect greatness out of this team. So that's they should practice and perform at the at highest NBA level that they possibly can. And there's only 66 games this year in the NBA. So I don't know how there – if you figure there's 29 other teams, so if you play everybody twice, that's 58 games, okay? So there's only eight – or there would be eight games left. How the heck are the Bulls and he playing four times? Do you think the NBA or the NBA is trying to squeeze a little bit out of this rivalry? Because there's nobody should be playing each other four times when you're not in the same division this particular year with only 66 games. So, do we uh, do we at least play every team once? Oh, yeah, we definitely do. And okay. I'm not exactly sure. You know what? I'll look into the schedule. I know we play everybody at least once, but I don't know if we're playing everybody in the West twice. Because if we are, there's not, you know I mean? That's kind of, with only 66 games, that's, that means we won't have a lot of games between the Bucks and the Cavs and the Pistons, you know, mm-hmm. which are in teams. And trust me, I want a lot more games games against the Cavs, and I do want the Heat during the regular season. Well, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, uh, variety is the spice of life, both in sports and outside the sporting world, but I enjoy watching the Bulls play some of those Western Conference teams, so you're telling me this year there's a decent amount of them that we're only going to play one time. I, I, I'm assuming that, Coach. I'm going to be, a, like okay. I told you, I'm not sure about the schedule. Why are the Bulls playing a team four times that is not in their division in a 66-game schedule? So, I'm, I'm totally clueless. I'm, I'm going to look at the, like the actual dynamics and what everybody's schedule is supposed to be in the 66 game. I will know that sometime midweek next week. Okay? All I know is all four times that they play, my guess is David Stern will be uh, by himself in the house watching the game with just him and his shake weight. 
He is not shake weight and coach. I don't think I think he's one of those guys that pays people to exercise for him. <laughs> he could use the shake weight a little. I don't think the man blaster would work with him, but uh we could use a little health and fitness routine for the commish. Uh, David uh, Stern. You, I, I when I look at him, I, I do not see somebody who shake weight. Okay? He's more of a like a sauna and a steam guy. <laughs> And he calls that uh, a workout routine. Oh, boy, there's your feel-good thought for the day. David mm-hmm. Stern in a steam room. I heard somebody say that he might post NBA commissioner uh, head into the world of politics, a David Stern. You could almost see him. No? Republican, no. Democrat, yeah, you politics? Know what? No, no? no, no, you're absolutely right. He is very politician-y. Yes. If that's a word. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, It's not, he's, but I like the term. The... He's more swarmy as every single year goes by. <laughs> and, if, and when you consider the fact that the lowly Golden State Warriors sold for a record of value, and yet like teams like the Bulls and Lakers and Knicks mm-hmm. can't be sold for that type of value because of the way he has set up his, his league, I can go on and on and on. And it's, it's really, really uh, moronic what he has done. He's basically... Well, he's... Created a league where it's just better off than yeah. bad. Yeah, he's, he, and, you know, he did a lot of good things, too. He's built up the league. Just in his later years, he's become a little more unlikable, and we would happily trade him to the world of politics right now. But don't kid yourself. He did a good job building up the league. By the way, speaking of uh, politics, I saw, a pol- I saw a politician on the, you know, you know, making a big speech in front of the reporters. You know, No more lies. No more deception. No more corruption. And one of the reporters said, uh, great, what are you going to do with all your free time now? Thank you very much. <laughs> Who said this? I don't know, but some political speech. 888-463-6748, the phone number. Beat the schmoes on the on-deck circle. Real quick, dog, I forgot to mention, I just saw it up on our ESP event screen here in the studio that uh, we should mention Boise State did win their collegiate football game yesterday. They knocked off Arizona State, as expected. We're both disappointed they didn't play better competition. Another great season for upstart Boise State. And Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore finishes his collegiate career with a record of 50 wins and three losses. That's the best or the most amount of wins of any college quarterback in the history of the game. Yeah, it's just a phenomenal record, and it's going to be one that is going to be almost impossible for somebody to break unless a playoff system is created in college football. I mean, if you really think about 12 games, you're playing 13 games a year. You know what I mean? Uh, Boise State, I don't know how they got. Are you sure he wasn't 50 and 2? What's that? Because yeah, are you sure he wasn't 50 and 2? Because they've only played 52 games since he's been there. Thought I saw 50 and 3 on the screen, but my eyes aren't very good. It could very well be 50 and 2. Maybe maybe they played a uh, maybe they played an extra game on here that like, that I wasn't aware of. But still, but yeah, like if, you, if you're right, they can't play more than 53 games in four years. So it's going to be very difficult for a guy to Did, start as a true freshman and then never lose. Basically, so he started right from the get go as a true freshman. Get-go. Wow. Do you remember Jared Zabransky, coach? Do you remember him? Uh, absolutely not. Thank you very much. Okay, he was the old Boise State quarterback. He was the guy with the Statue of Liberty play, faked like he was throwing it and handed it off to the kid that got married. Was he statuesque? Statuesque? Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I remember the play you're talking about. Yes, yeah, of course. He was, he was like the quarterback for like four years. And I remember when he left, everybody was like, oh, Boise State's done. You know, the only reason they were good is they had Jared Zabransky. Well, then Kellen Moore came, and he started as a freshman. And now... 
Chris Peterson. They were so Boise State has two freshman uh, redshirt freshman quarterbacks. One like is a drop back passer can fling it everywhere. Another guy's like a, a total athlete. So supposedly. Boise State is in good hands at the quarterback position with a freshman next season. I I don't know that I've seen the kid play enough to make a good judgment. Big Doug, you analyze tape on a regular basis occasionally. Some of that tape uh, has actual football players on it. Uh, We won't talk about the other tape that you analyze. But Kellen Moore is an NFL prospect. Um, They're they're talking he's going to be uh, a sixth to seventh round draft pick. Really? The thing about Kellen Moore, Coach, is he's, he's small. He's got, a, he's got an average NFL arm, and so it's not a rocket and it isn't a noodle arm, but the, the thing that he'll be phenomenal at is he'll be able, if he, he can become a backup in the NFL, and if Jay Cutler gets hurt, he'll be able to go in there and at least put your team in a position to have a, a good offensive play. Now, I don't know if Caleb Haney can or cannot do that because Mike Mark's system does not allow quarterbacks to audible. Yeah. So that's it. So like, now that we were bashing Caleb Haney the last couple of days, you know, I've thought about it. I'm like, well, if I was going up against Caleb Haney, I would show him the most exotic looks, knowing that he can't audible out to a different play. You know, so that's mm-hmm. that's what I would do. So, well, Kellen Moore will be able to put a team in a position to win. I think he would be a very good backup quarterback in the NFL. Okay, there it Not is. Bad. That's a, you know. Either way, either way, yeah. phenomenal career, and I am disappointed. Our Boise State did not get a little more publicity for this year. You know, they were kind of the. The new kid on the block, the fun story for a couple of years. They had another great season this year and got very little publicity, Big Dog. And it is a shame that they uh, could not have come across a team like an Arkansas, maybe a Georgia, something like that, and prove their worth in, in bowl season. Well, well, let's don't forget that they played Georgia this year and they beat them 35 to seven. Ah, forgot about that. So you're, I'm glad you brought that up, Coach. And I would love to. If they would play Arkansas, oh my goodness, the scoreboard would have went out. Okay, that's what would happen if they would have played Arkansas because they would, some points would have been scored at that ball game. And another uh, pro quarterback prospect, Brian Wilson, who nobody's talking about, who's going to be like a fifth or sixth round pick. And mm-hmm. so the Bears would do themselves a really good service by picking that kid up because he's—I guarantee—he's better than the guy under center right now that they have. You're not convinced the Nathan Enderly era uh, is about to begin, huh? Well, I, I can't say anything about that. Let's be honest. But I can talk about Josh McCown. I can talk about Caleb Haney. And I would rather have Ryan Wilson on the Bears roster than those two guys. All right, well, let's get to some NFL talk here as we transition into it. Big Dog and the Coach on one of the final football Fridays of the year. Sad, but true. Uh, phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. Producer extraordinaire David Olson on the other side of the glass. And Big Dog, we haven't talked about it much this week, but it is Packer Week. A special time in the city of Chicago, one of the great rivalries in all of sport, the Bear versus the Packers. A little bit of the luster of the game knocked out because the Bears can't make the playoffs at this point. Most likely can't anyway, still a shot. But it's still Packer week, still a special game. I know you'll be watching come 7-20 Christmas night. Yeah, it's uh, come on. You know, all year long we've been looking forward to this game because you know, I, I really thought about it. You know, the Packers are going to be great. The Bears are going to be laying in the weeds. What a great Christmas present it would be to knock the Packers out of the perfection, all that stuff. Well, all those things that we were dreaming about in October and early November have come crashing down. And basically, our only wish as a Bears fan is like for a miracle win. And then even after we win, we know that it's probably not going to go to the playoffs. You know that. So the fact that this team was seven and three and playing such professional football and now has a decent chance of having a losing record. I mean, I, let's face it. It's 
they're, they're going to be seven and eight after this game. Okay, and then they have to go to Minnesota to try, try to finish at eight and eight for yeah. the season. That would that would be a game of very little excitement, assuming the Bears lose to the uh, Packers. But there's still the you know the hope of the upset, the unknown quarterback that adds a little bit of the drama to the game. Let me try to find some bits of optimism in the uh, rather dark picture that you paint, Big there's Dog. Only and... one, there's only one bit of optimism, and I'm going to say it to you when you get done with your bit. Okay, let's go. Well, I was going to say an overall bit of optimism that I'd like to point out, and again, it kind of goes back to Boise State where you don't want to take greatness for granted, but I would like to compliment four guys in our defensive unit. They're all 30-plus. And I think all four of them have been just, you know, consistently good all season long. You know, mm-hmm. particular Briggs has been that way for a couple, you know, for the last three, four years. But Erlocker, Peppers, and Tillman over the last four or five years, you know, they've been good players, but there, you know, there's been some good, then they disappear a couple of games. Lance Briggs, Brian Erlocker, Julius Peppers, and Charles Tillman. You know, over 14 games, maybe with the exception of a couple, which is pretty good. They have just been exceptional. I'm not saying first team to the greatest guys, but they've really played good, solid football all season long. Wanted to bring that up, Big Doug. Don't want to take it for granted. Those four guys, game in and game out, have excelled, and I've appreciated their defensive abilities this year. You know, absolutely. They have, without a doubt, been been the leaders of this team, uh, not just on the field, but off the field, too. Uh, they, these guys, all they do is say positive things. They support their teammates. Oh, and by the way, every single Sunday they go out there and make play after play after play. Yeah, but, so, but you know, just to, to put a nick into my optimism a little bit, you could say the same thing about Peppers and Urlacher last year. You know, they were leaders and stuff like that, but to me they played a lot better this year on a game in and game out. Urlacher and Peppers both had some, you know, some real good games last year, but then they would disappear a lot. The beauty... Why I bring out this year's performances, I thought they were just consistently at a high level. This year in particular. A lot of that, you know, I, I wouldn't agree with the Julius Peppers disappearing last year because I think a little bit of that has to do with the fact that uh, a team can game plan around a, a defensive end and make sure two guys are on him. And you really don't know. He might not have made a lot of plays, but the whole entire offense was worried about the guy in every play. and open up a lot of other stuff. You know, we can get all into the, okay. uh, you know, history honors, whatever, of football and all that. But I, I think they've been pretty solid the last couple of years. And, okay. And at defensive line, it is easy to game plan for those guys. But this year, it seems like every time Peppers is single teamed, he gets to the quarterback, it seems like. He really puts pressure on the on the other team. And, and when, when Peppers got the Bears' first touchdown last week, you know, it was just another, another instance. And by the way, Israel Adonage, I would also put as the fifth guy. And I know he's the, yep. the fifth brother, and he he wouldn't make the the, the four face monument if you're building a, a Mount Rushmore of the Bears mm-hmm. defense this year. But Israel Donage would be the guy that would be on the outside. He was the guy that you know. Remember, we've had a bunch of guys that looked great in their limited role in the earlier Peter Principles thing, coach. Yep. And all of a sudden, you give him the full time job, and you're like, oh wow, he was limited. Mm-hmm. Mark Anderson, a, a bunch of guys come to mind when when you when you think of that of the Bears. Well, Israel Donage earned his shot, got it, and you're like, wow, yeah, he's a starting defensive end in the NFL, period. So that's another guy. That yeah, good point. All right, you said you had another uh, positive if we're trying to find a shining light in the dark scene that appears with the Chicago Bears as they take on Green Bay. I, you know, it's usually pretty positive, but you know, you got to be a realist at times. Okay, and obviously this matchup and the injuries do not favor the Bears this this week. 
But the one thing we have going for our side is it's the Bears-Packers. And people might, if you don't understand football rivalries, you're like, oh, it doesn't matter, the Packers are going to kill them. No, there's something to be said. These teams play, will play closer to the, to the, uh, to the, to the mean against each other just for the simple fact that the Bears so desperately want this, and I don't know what it is, but you tend to pucker up a little bit. And you almost, when you're in a rivalry game, even though you're a lot better than the other teams, sometimes you play to their level just subconsciously. Because when the Bears were better than the, than the Packers in the 80s, it always seemed like the Bears would like beat them like 13 to 10, even though the Packers were horrible. I think that's what the Bears have going for them this week, just a simple fact that these teams respectfully hate each other. It's Packer week. Mm-hmm. It's Packer week. By the way, before we make the beat the schmoes predictions, did I read this right in the paper today that the San Francisco 49ers have not given up a rushing touchdown all season long? Coach, I, when that was in week 10, I couldn't believe it. And it's like every week, they just, it just adds on. And I'm going to tell you this straight up right so now. So it is true is what you're saying. It's true. Wow. It's true. I'm going, to, I'm going to break this right now. That up in this Saturday, that, that Michelle is going to go up in that beast mode up in that touchdown. Okay. I don't know if he, what I just said was Marshawn Lynch is going to score this week. Okay. Uh huh. Have you ever heard him speak? No. One of the most colorful men in the. I, I think it's so bad he's doing it on purpose, coach. <laughs> I don't think he really should be that dumb. I think he's like having fun with everyone. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, Marshawn Lynch went to UC Berkeley. Okay. And if you heard this dude speak, it's, it's got to be he's doing it on purpose, but without a doubt, one of the funniest Excellent. guys in the NFL. All right. Well, when Tony Siragusa finally retires, we now know who's going to take his place. Can you imagine? Let's go down to the field now and talk to Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn, what's happening down there? I bet they did a drive and made a touchdown and then but fumble. Oh, Marshawn, good. Thank you very much. Marshawn, you were able to talk to Coach uh, Sean Payton coming out of the halftime. What did Payton say about New Orleans adjustments for the second half? Uh, one side of the play at a time and uh, energy. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right, we're winding up here. we got to make our Beat the Schmoes football pick. Big Dog, as the guest, as the honoree, as the star of the show, we always give you the choice. You can bat leadoff today and guide me and David through the troubled waters. You can uh, go the two spot if you feel like hitting behind the runner, or or you can be the piece de resistance, the cherry on top of the icing, on top of the cake, and be the man to pick last. Well, since, uh, hopefully I'll be picking last next week again because oh, that's uh, that means I would have won last week because David's been picking last for pretty much the last two months. Okay, so I'm going to go last again and let you guys go before me, Coach. Because right, I dog. need to know what the odds are anyway. Big Dog bringing up the rear. D. Olson, uh, lead-off spot or two-spot? I'll take the two-spot okay. if you don't mind. All right. Yeah. Once again, he likes to see what I pick and then go the – if he's between a particular game, Big Dog, and then whatever I pick, he goes the opposite way and – Sad to say it's been successful for him. All right, I got uh, three. I got the Tennessee Titans at home, the dreaded seven and a half, big dog. But you told me not to worry about it. If I think Tennessee's no. going to win, don't worry about the half. Seven and a half over Jacksonville. I will take Tennessee. Giants and the Jets, great game. All kinds of storylines here, including playoff implications. I'm going to take the home team Jets. And the point spread there is three point. I'll take the Jets over the Giants. Finally, another seven-and-a-half-pointer, Tampa Bay at Carolina. Two teams that are not playing for the playoffs, but Tampa Bay is on a downer. Carolina, I think, sees the light, and I think they're going to be a little more optimistic, a little more energetic, a little more motivated. I'll take Carolina, and I hate to give up seven-and-a-half, 
with a team with a record of five and nine, but I'll do it and I'll pick the Panther minus a seven and a half. Uh, the coach, I appreciate you sticking to your guns. And just to let you know that uh, the Giants play in that same building that the Jets are, so nobody's a home team. That's a good point. Just five throw it out there. Excellent point by the big deal. Where do they play again? Uh, Metal Lions in New Jersey. Never heard New York. Of, never heard of Is that a new stadium? Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's going to be another yeah, five days before year. I can annoy it. David, i got to get my digs in while I can. The, the big, it's, it's, only, it's, it's the second year, Coach. It is in the stadium. Don't kid yourself. You're going to miss me, Big Doug. I will. <laughs> I've missed you a lot, usually when I'm shooting it. <laughs> uh, all right, David Olson batting in the two spot. We'd be happy to know I'm not going opposite of you on anything this week because we didn't have any of the same picks. So I don't know if that's much. a good thing or a bad thing. I appreciate um, but, a little bit of both probably. Uh, first one, we'll go back to uh, Marshawn Lynch and the uh, Seattle Seahawks. They're a two-and-a-half dog at home against the 49ers. I think Seattle's going to win this game. Oh, it's not going to be smoke. Game number two, uh, Philadelphia is uh, one-and-a-half point underdog at Dallas. Good game. I'm taking the Eagles. Oof. The Eagles have been tough on the road. And they still have a, a yeah. ounce of motivation that yep. they, things work their way. Exactly. Marshawn, exactly. what do you think about Philadelphia over Dallas? Oh, but, but uh, the beast is the eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what he said, but I, I agree with him. <laughs> All right, and uh, since we're off on Monday, I'm going to pick the Monday night game. Uh, New Orleans is favored by six and a half at home over the Falcons. Ooh, All over game. New Orleans in this game. That is why I let David Olson go first because he just reminded me we're off on Monday so I can pick the Monday college football games, Coach. Ah, that is so correct. Thank you. That, Before that you do it. that, though, let me let me ask you, in that New Orleans-Atlanta game, is Atlanta, they're locked in, aren't they, or do they still have to win to get in? What, Atlanta? Yes. Atlanta, if they – okay, here's what happens. If Atlanta beats the Cowboys, this, this must happen. Everything must happen. The Atlanta Cowboys. beats the Cowboys and the Jets beat the Giants. What ends up happening is on the last Sunday in football, if the Eagles beat the Redskins, which they will, and then the Giants beat the Cowboys, the Eagles win the division at eight and eight and are in the playoffs. All right, you, so you, all, you all cross me over teams. a little bit. Let me let me just stick to the Atlanta Falcon. Are they in automatically, or do they have no, to no, win? No, no, the Falcons. The Falcons aren't officially in yet, but it's almost impossible for them for them to not get in. Like. Nine things would have to happen. Who do so, they play next week, Dallas? There's Atlanta is at New Orleans this week, and even if they lose, they're probably going to be in the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Because if if the if the Eagles beat the Cowboys, and what ends up happening is there's no way that the Cowboys could possibly be the NFC Wild Card team. So the only way they could actually win is and that's if Detroit beats San Diego. That just there's a bunch of stuff I could. There's a bunch of stuff going on, but basically the Falcons are almost officially in the playoffs. It's okay. almost impossible for them not to be. Not sure okay. I understand that, but I do have a, the makings of a headache at the beginning at the, this point. The Falcons won't make the playoffs if the Bears make the playoffs. How about that, Coach? That's much better. That's, Thank that's you very basically much. Basically, what I have to. That's basically the scenario. Okay. All right. So David Olson, you got New Orleans. You're giving up the six and a half against Atlanta. He's got Philadelphia over Dallas, Seattle over San Francisco. All three games you picked, Dave, playoff implications big dog um uh, batting last my friend five consecutive winning streaks you are on a roll let it continue uh it's funny it's like remember i told you when there's a huge move in a game don't worry about it well 
the Southern Miss team was supposed to be a five-point favorite over uh, Nevada on Saturday. Well, it's everywhere up all the way to seven or eight. So Uh-oh. I'll just go with seven and a half. How about that, Coach Downright? Yep. Because there's about eight different lines here. So I'll take Southern Miss. Miss is a seven and a half point favorite. And and by the way, I, football has changed. It's now about how mobile your quarterback is. They have Austin Davis, who's incredible. And defenses aren't supposed to hunt and try to kill people. They're supposed to take the ball away and score. Southern Miss this year has eight defensive touchdowns. Just defensive, not punt returns or kick returns. Eight defensive touchdowns in one season. It's pretty good. They'll get one against Nevada. So That's pretty good. That's more than Northwestern's offense, I think. It's the record. It's the NCAA record. They have more than they have four more than the LSU Tigers do this year, Coach. Eight, okay. not special teams. No, but all Just on defense. Their defense. That's so. Uh, and so, so uh, and by the way, Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. Yes, sir. Had five defensive touchdowns. LSU, the best defense in the country, is the third-ranked defensive return for touchdown teams in an area of about 50 miles. Think about that for a minute. Louisiana, Lafayette, and Southern Miss has more defensive touchdowns than LSU. Okay, so now the, the other college game I'm going to go with is Missouri is a three-point favorite over North Carolina. Take Missouri on Monday. And then my pro game of the week, I, I hate to double up with, uh, with uh, uh, David right here, but I, I love the Eagles plus the uh, point and a half. Right. I just think the Cowboys are going to make everybody want to watch the uh, Denver's going to make sure that the Eagles win. I'm not kidding you, Coach. Watch what happens. The Cowboys will have no calls go for them. Oh, on interesting. A little bit of conspiracy theory going on there. Well, it's yeah. not. It's not only that, but the Dallas Cowboys with Tony Romo at the hand are notoriously bad in December. I mean, yeah. they just yeah. they just collapse. And this is like an important game. I mean, if if the Cowboys lose, forget the playoffs completely. Forget it. So, and I think they're going to collapse. I really do. So they're going to be playing I, yeah. under pressure while Philadelphia, they kind of had their season loss. Now they have a slight ray of light. They can play kind of without the pressure. Yep. yep. Without question. Yeah, without question, that's what's going on in the yeah. game. It seems so obvious. Uh, Dallas is probably going to win by three touchdowns. Well, well you, know, you know, Dallas is a better team than Philadelphia is. They, they truly are. If you go start matching up player for player, I know Philadelphia is the dream team. You know, I – well, Dallas, they're a better team, except for the fact they don't have a running back right now because DeMarco Murray is hurt, and Felix Jones, who's been playing great, well, he can't play three games in a row. He's probably going to be out this week. So who's going to run the ball for Dallas? To start choice, they let him go. I believe Tony Dorsett might be suiting up. Uh, he can still run straight ahead. His lateral movement has been limited. Big Dome, we got about a minute and a half left. Uh, we will not uh, talk until Thursday. You will not... Uh, Talk to our listeners till Tuesday. I know you want to wish everybody out there a happy holiday season. Merry Christmas. I certainly do to all of our listeners, each and every one of you. We much, much appreciate it. Hope you have a happy and healthy, and, of course, Big Dog, you uh, and your family as well. No, thank you very much, Coach. My family gives it back to your family. This has been, uh, been a phenomenal holiday season for me on so many different levels, and uh, I just appreciate having – a producer like David Olson around there has to put up with me calling every single day at 10 o'clock with it yep. as we're doing the show. So, David, a happy, a happy, a Merry Christmas to your family. Happy holidays to everybody that listens to us. And we really do appreciate all our listeners and the emails and stuff that we get. That's awful cool, everybody. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Don't forget, now, next week, Thursday and Friday, we'll do a little bit of our year in review, too, as we uh, head into a happy New Year. So, uh, 
you know, from politics to business to uh, sports, the year in review, and the big dog, of course, will look ahead, a sneak peek at what we can expect in the year 2012. Hopefully the Mayan calendar will not be right and that we actually will have a full 2012 year. Okay, let, let, let me remind you that the Mayans <laughs> are right. These idiot wackos that are trying to say that there's going to be Armageddon and Apocalypse and all that other stuff, those are the – everyone's saying the Mayans are free. The people that, that say someone's going to come back on a white horse and kill everybody that doesn't believe in Jesus, I think those are the freaks. And if everybody, the Mayans didn't say the world ends, they said it's a new beginning. David, a couple of our emailers have called Joel a Mayan apologist. Yes, I am. No, he's right. It's, it's just the end of a cycle. That just means the beginning of a new cycle. It's not. Ah, so I do have to buy a 2013 calendar? Uh, yeah, I'll go I ahead. I thought and I do might that. save 4.99 this year. By the way, if anybody would like a 2012 calendar, somehow Big Dog, in planning in advance, I don't know why, I've got like four of them. The, I mean, the big size, table size ones. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a uh, holiday gift, I've got three extra 2012 calendars. Feel free to stop by and get one. By the way, Coach, why don't we do? Why don't we make? A, we need to make a pack over the next year. We have to start selling survival goods, okay? And with all the money that we make, we need to buy back a bunch of stuff, like at 10 percent on the dollar, of what people don't want because they think the world's ending. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, we can make a freaking fortune. We got to take advantage of this. It's not a bad idea. And anybody that buys it, we can throw in a, a free sh- uh, shake weight to go along with it. Hey, if you're going to die, you might as well if you're going to not exist anymore. Might as well look good. What, what a way to go. <laughs> All right. Careful Have a great weekend, again. everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you next week. Big Dog and the Coats signing off.